Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio, your podcast for Sea of Thieves news. There's always something to talk about, whether it be patch notes, whether it be bugs, whether it be exploits, whether it be cosmetics that personally I find beautiful, but ugly at the same time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 60. I am Daverman. I hope you all are doing well. I know it's been a little bit of time since the last episode, and quite frankly, that's because I've been traveling. Um, I I know I announced uh, not too long ago that I was heading uh, down to see a good friend of mine graduate, the Marine Academy in Paris Island, South Carolina, and so it's been a week down there. I've uh, just been getting back and caught up on uh, on work and things like that, so I apologize that uh, we haven't had uh, an episode, but don't worry, I'm back now. We're going to keep going. It's fine. Don't panic. Okay, everyone panic. Just panic. Panic. Panic hard and panic fast, because we have a lot of Sea of Thieves stuff that came out. In fact, the 2022 roadmap has uh, has really been laid out in front of us. Now, a lot of it is shrouded, like what I did there. If you've seen some of the trailers, like what I did there, a lot of it is uh, is shrouded in a in a bit of mystery. Okay, I promise this whole episode is not going to be puns based on the uh, the the videos. But uh, Sea of Thieves did tweet out their roadmap for uh, for 2022, uh, and they released a video. Uh, it was a I, I guess the best way to call it is a deep dive, um, even though it, it wasn't you know that deep uh, of a dive. But it was kind of a a, a a deeper than just high level dive on what's coming up in 2022, specifically a significant preview of, of an cinematic uh, trailer for season six, which is just around the corner. Uh, if you haven't got your renown done for season five, which I have not, I've been playing it very casually. Uh, I've been playing uh, with captain Logan of the Keelhauled podcast on Saturdays, uh, when we both, uh, are available. So if you want to check that out, you can check out his, uh, his Twitch, Captain underscore Logan, or my Twitch, Davram on Twitch, uh, and we you can see us sail on Saturdays. We've done everything from Reapers and Gold Hoarders to this last past Saturday. We decided just to relive a pirate's life. Uh, so it's a lot of fun, and I, I hope folks can uh, stop by. You can talk to Logan and I about our podcasts, our shows, ask us questions, what we think. And just uh, sit down for a, an evening of, of entertainment, I guess, because it is, it is quite fun. We usually start around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and go for about six, seven hours. So uh, it's a, it is a lot of fun. But let's dive into uh, some of the things that we got. We did get a patch um, uh, since the last episode. Uh, I'm not going to go through the patch notes like I, I normally do. Uh, if you want to, to read those patch notes, you can go over to the Sea of Thieves website. Um, I just want to hit a few highlights, or I guess I should say the lowlights that I've noticed. Um, three very significant uh I guess bugs or unintended features uh, that were put in uh, to this patch. And to my knowledge, uh, these things have not been resolved. As of last Saturday, they were still not resolved. So um, a few things here uh, that we saw after this patch. 
Uh, no audio from cannons hitting ships. So depending on where you are on ships, now this doesn't happen. Um, th- th- this doesn't happen everywhere on the ship, but it does happen um, that you could be up on the top deck of, let's say, a sloop uh, firing the cannons, uh, especially solo sloopers. This is a problem for you guys because you don't have two sets of eyes, but basically you could be on the top deck of the sloop steering or shooting cannons. You could be taking holes from cannonballs and not actually hearing that your ship is uh, is actually getting hit, um, depending on where they're hitting you. And so you could go downstairs to several holes in a, in a bottom deck full of water. Um, obviously in a game like this in a, in a game, even if you're, if you're not into the PVP side of the game and you're just doing PVE and you're out there taking on skeletal ships and they're hitting your boat, you know, you could easily fill up with water and not notice it. Um, if, you know, if, if you don't hear the sound of breaking wood, um, so definitely an issue. Um, I, I was surprised that, that they haven't done a hot fix for this yet. Um, I have not seen a. Uh, and I, I guess the best way to say it is a, uh, a quick patch or, or, uh, or something like that, a server reset, uh, since the last patch, I'm hoping they get that addressed. Um, but again, this, this is something that definitely happened since the last patch, uh, definitely unintended, uh, really again, poor QA process on the, on the rare side. Uh, they depend a lot. I know on us, the players with the insider stuff, but I have talked multiple times on a variety of different shows that player-based QA is not the way games should be QAing their product. Um, they should have a QA team. I understand in this world of maximizing profit and limiting how big your team is and stuff like that. I get it. I get it. You want to make a lot of money and you want to make sure that uh, you do it in the most efficient way possible. The problem is games like Sea of Thieves has had a long history of putting out great content, but unfortunately also bringing with it a lot of bugs or not fixing bugs from the past. Um, And unfortunately it does hurt. Um, if we look at a newer game such as new world, which is another game that I've been playing and do a show on, they're in the same boat. They depend on the players to do their QA and their code is spaghetti. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of the issues just like sea of thieves that they're not quite sure how to resolve it. They don't know how to fix it. Um, and, and ultimately what it causes is player base to go down. Now, Sea of Thieves has been out now, what, four years, uh, going on four years now. Uh, so, so they're in a more stable place where their player base is kind of evened out though. They do lose players. Obviously they gain some players every so often. Um, but they, they're, they're pretty evened out, but you've got to make sure that critical things like something as simple as audio from your, your, your ship getting hit by cannon fire is fixed because that, that is a huge, uh, disadvantage in this game, especially uh, for solo players or, or smaller crews or newer crews who might not necessarily know to check their bottom deck all the time, but are depending on those audio cues in order to um, to know if they're, they're taking significant damage. Um, so I, I really hope that Sea of Thieves continues to look at their QA process and really does not put all of their QA or the majority of their QA on players in the Insiders program. Though, again, there's a lot of great players in the Insiders program. Uh, there's a lot of great people who do provide a lot of quality QA for rare, but at the end of the day, things are getting missed. Um, and, and you can't blame the players who are testing for that. You, you have to look at the company putting it out and that is rare. Um, so I hope they get this fixed. The next one on the list that I have here, 
Um, no knockback from cannons hitting ships when repairing hulls. Um, so again, not happening everywhere on the ship, but you could be in the bottom deck of a sloop or, or a ship repairing a hull, um, and someone can hit the ship with a cannonball and close to the same spot. Normally you get knocked back. Um, in many instances right now, you're not getting knocked back. So you can complete that repair. Um, you, again, your ship is getting pummeled by cannons, uh, but you won't get knocked back. It doesn't happen again everywhere. It doesn't happen all the time. It seems to be kind of an inconsistent issue. Uh, but again, we're, we're talking about a variety of different players, right? We've got solo players. We've got team-based players. We've got a variety of different players and play styles out there. And especially if you're a solo player attacking, say, a galleon or, or a brig, or you're significantly outnumbered and what you're doing is trying to navel them down, it is critical for a cannonball to hit, do damage, and if anyone's repairing it, knock them off. Because that's the only way that you're going to be able to sink them. Because if they can repair through your cannon fire, there's no way for you to finish them off. Right? You've got to put some holes on it, get on their, their boat or whatever, but there's no way you're going to be able to finish them off navally just because of that. Now, if you have some cursed cannonballs and things like that, blunder bombs and things like that, they still work, but just normal cannonballs. If you're repairing a, a ship hole at times, you will not get knocked off that hole. So again, uh, definitely a miss, uh, in the QA process, definitely a miss that, that is a, a critical bug, uh, that I hope rare gets resolved before, you know, their next major patch, right? I, I hope they get that resolved because again, these things are things that uh, shouldn't be sitting for a long period of time. Uh, next one down is more of a, I guess, more of an annoyance than anything. And that is input fire latency when firing cannons. So, uh, when you're firing the cannon, you're firing, you're reloading, you're firing, you're reloading. The reload doesn't have latency, but when you click to fire, there is a split moment of latency where normally it's reload, click fire, right? It's, it's immediate. You click that mouse button, you hit your trigger on your Xbox controller. It fires the cannon. Now there's a little bit of input lag there where you press the button and then it fires. There's just a slight like hiccup, a delay. There's a slight latency in firing cannons. Again, I don't know if this was, uh, a lot of this stuff that I've just mentioned is all about cannons, right? It's all surrounded around cannons. So I don't know if there was some sort of change, uh, maybe in the server side, <clears throat> the stability of the server, or if there was actually coding uh, put in to, to maybe help adjust some of the combat issues in the game. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but something has went into the game that has caused some major issues with the cannons, which in a game like Sea of Thieves, cannons are one of the major offensive and, quite frankly, defensive uh, weaponry. In this game, it's a, it's a, it's a sailing game, right? So, you know, you have to make sure that your cannons are working and you have to make sure that the cannons are firing appropriately, um, and working appropriately for this to work. And unfortunately, right now we're seeing a lot of issues with the cannons again, not major issues, but definitely some, some annoying issues and definitely some issues that could cause some pretty bad player experiences. Uh, if, if you do experience it. So, uh, again, I hope they continue to look at their QA process again. I hope they, they can, they, they put something in place where it's not necessarily completely a player driven, uh, QA process, uh, because you, you miss things, right? 
the players don't necessarily know. Sure, they have the patch notes and stuff like that, but the players don't necessarily know what code you put in there. Um, but in a company like Rare, they know what code they put in, and they need to make sure that they've got a team there to be able to test thoroughly and completely that new code and the changes. Not only impacting the exact code that they put in, but things that surround that code to make sure it doesn't break other things. Uh, you'll never be perfect in a game, uh, a game with live service. You'll never be perfect, right? World of Warcraft has been out for 15 years. They're not perfect. You know, many games that have been out for a very long time, they're not perfect. But that's what hot fixes and things like that are for. And I just hope Rare really takes a look at not only the QA process, but also looks at <clears throat> doing some more of these like hot fixes, server resets in order to get these things addressed. <clears throat> Unfortunately, something I wasn't able to take part in, but I know a lot of people did because I was following it on Twitter when I was uh, when I was in South Carolina. Community Day, huge hit. Community Day was a huge hit uh, for Sea of Thieves. Lots and lots of people uh, looking at it. Lots of people logging into the game. Lots of people playing. Um, lots of people uh, tweeting about it, putting it on Reddit, putting it everywhere on social media. Excellent, uh, fun, engaging, unique pictures about their community day uh, with their crew, with their friends, with random people, whatever the case may be. Lots of people taking part in community day. I think this was a great thing for Rare to do. Um, I think it was absolutely well received by the community. Uh, I think a lot of people had a lot of fun. Uh, the fact that it was community driven, unlocking a uh, like a almost like a pseudo rare um, emissary flag, where as we unlocked it, we got more gold, more reputation, more rewards. Um, so everyone worked together to get the max amount of rewards. Now that's not to say that this day went off without a hitch. Uh, most of the day, it seemed like things were going pretty smoothly, but then the old server monster, the big old Kraken of Microsoft servers came up out of the depths and wrapped us hard because there were periods of time where players couldn't log in server stability issues. They actually, extended uh, community day for 12 hours because of the poor servers during this. Again, we know that, that, that rare has, has been working to resolve a lot of the server issues, server stability, things like that. They obviously still have issues open, but we also have to keep in mind that they're a Microsoft company. They run off the Azure servers. There's only so much that they can do on a coding level in order to, to have server stability, right? When you've got your game all based on the server and, and, and the, the, the majority of the game is on the server and not on the individual client. So on your personal device, it's mostly on the server out there. They're at the mercy of the Microsoft Azure servers and, and the infrastructure there. Not to say that the Azure servers are bad. They're there. It's a, it's a great, you know, service out there that Microsoft offers, not only gaming companies, but other companies around the world. Um, but Obviously, there is an issue there as far as uh, performance and stability. It could be that servers aren't being recycled soon enough, whatever the case may be. Um, Community Day did kind of take a little bit of a hit, just a tiny bit. I don't think the majority of players really cared or worried too much about it because of the outstanding and overwhelming support and all the uh, ridiculous positivity that came out of Community Day. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things in Sea of Thieves that a lot of players, including myself, can can criticize a lot of players can get downtrod about a lot of players can can bitch and moan at rare about um but then you get things like this community day where how can you bitch and moan about that 
Like, it's all about the Sea of Thieves community, which in general is a really good community in the gaming industry. There's a lot of games out there that have <clears throat> unbelievable toxicity in it. And that's not to say Sea of Thieves doesn't have toxic players, but in general, the player base of Sea of Thieves is very community organized. They love, they love this game. Bugs and exploits and everything, you know, beside, they love this game. We love this game. And to have an entire day to celebrate that and celebrate the community, allow you to play with your friends and together as a worldwide community, unlock rewards and things like that is absolutely outstanding. It does suck um, that there were some server stability performance issues and they continued after community day um, up until I believe I saw tweets even um, yesterday or the day before, um, about server performance issues. It's still out there. They're still rare, still struggling. Uh, they usually go through at least a little bit of this at some point during a month. Um, I know, uh, captain Logan did a lot of research on the compensation part where they have server stability issues and you don't get credit for things a history going back well over a year that usually about once a month, this, this, uh, this monster from the depth server stability comes up and, and wraps you up and, uh, and, and gives us a hard time. So, um, I just loved it though. I mean, it sucked that I wasn't able to take part in it, but you know what? Uh, you only graduate from the Marine Academy once in your lifetime. And, and it's a very, it's a very stressful experience to say the least, uh, for those folks. And so I wasn't going to miss that. <clears throat> so unfortunately, I didn't get to take part in Community Day this year, but it was for a good reason. And I would uh, definitely sacrifice uh, playing a video game over seeing a friend graduate. So, um, and congratulations also to all the folks out there who got the Sea of Thieves shot hat. Uh, that, that, uh, kind of, uh, light blue teal colored, uh, hat, um, that is given out by rare for, uh, the sea of thieves shot competition, the pictures, uh, not, you know, drinking a shot, but picture shots. They handed a lot of those out during that, uh, community day. So I thought that was really cool. I know a lot of people, um, like that hat, want that hat. Um, I know there are accommodations and titles behind getting that hat, you know, from, getting one, uh, two, three, five, ten of those hats. So obviously keep out there, keep trying. Uh, but community day was definitely a great opportunity for you to claim, um, your hat. If you, uh, if you submitted a, a cool, uh, online thing, um, and stuff like that, I know Logan got his, so congratulations buddy on getting your hat. Um, I, I saw you wearing it on Saturday. So unfortunately the hat doesn't match anything that I wear, but you know, there, that's how it goes. So 2022, a couple episodes ago, I speculated on uh, what was next. What came next um, in, in Sea of Thieves? What did we have coming up? I, I speculated the rare uh, map as far as the development map. I, I speculated that. I kind of said what I thought um, was going to, to happen, what was going to kind of be. Um, I, um, and I, I think I'm still pretty right about their, their, how their development flow and their roadmap goes. Um, but, uh, they kind of gave us a little behind the scenes of this entire year. And it's, it's super exciting. If you're, if you are not excited about what sea of thieves is planning in 2022, now they have to execute it. That's, that's the, that's the caveat here, right? There's been many plans in sea of thieves and many things that they've said, 
But at the end of the day, they have to execute on this to make it good, make it exciting, and and make us, you know, really want to dive in and play it. Like right now, I really want to dive in and play this new stuff once it comes out in season six, but it has to be executed properly. The Sunken Kingdom, for example, looked beautiful. The trailer looked amazing. But at the end of the day, once it was rolled out, it was kind of lame. It was super buggy and it was kind of bad. Pirate's Life, on the other hand, everyone was excited to play it and it lived up to expectations. There were some issues, obviously, but it lived up to expectations and include and, and in fact probably blew out of the water the expectations being able to fight with Captain Jack Sparrow, go to the Sea of the Damned, see a whole bunch of new stuff that we've never seen before. It was really cool, right? It was really cool. Um, however, however, They've got a lot of big promises that they've made for 2022, so they have to execute on it. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to step into the game. I'm excited to set sail in season six, but they've got to execute it. If they do not execute it, it's it's all for naught, right? It's all for naught. So let's dive into it and let's look. Um, I, I watched the video. Um, I will have the link of the YouTube video. Um, there's actually two, um, but the shorter one, the trailer is actually included in the longer one. So if you want to get the whole story of what I'm breaking down here, I'll leave a link in the description box um, of the, uh, of the, of the show. And you'll be able to click on it if you haven't seen it already, or would like to watch it again, based on what I say. Um, so let's start off. The video starts off uh, with Joe neat saying, see if thieves has never been in a better place. And I had to pause the video for a minute for a variety of reasons here. I had to kind of stop and be like, I disagree. But then I, I wanted to stop and think about it. And and though, yes, I disagree with Joe um, in saying it's never been in a better place, I would disagree with that. I think it's in a good place. It could be in a better place. But has it been in the better place than it's ever been? No, absolutely not. The best place Sea of Thieves has been is season three of Pirate's Life. And I don't think they will ever be able to reach that again unless they come out with some other ridiculous golden egg from the goose or pulling a crazy rabbit out of the hat um, like they did with Pirate's Life. That was, th that was, I think, the peak of the iceberg. That was the tip of the mountain. And though I know they're going to do great things and season six and this year can show that they've got a lot of great things on their, on their horizon. They've got a lot of great things planned. Execution has to be there. But I don't think no matter what they put out this year will top a pirate's life. I think it's impossible. So saying it's never been in a better place, I, I can't go that far. I just can't go that far. I think it's in a good place. It's in a better place than it was a year ago. But it's not in a, it's not in, has never been in a better place, I think is wrong. I, I think is wrong. Um, I, I think that statement is is just wrong. Of course, again, Joe has always been known to to really put a positive twist on everything. He's always been known as kind of like the hype guy, right? He always talks about um, how great things are, <clears throat> and he takes a lot of crap from me included. Uh, for the misses and Mike Chapman gets a lot of, you know, the credit and the rewards for good things, right? It's like, it's like Jekyll and Hyde, right? It's, it's like, it's like good cop, bad cop, right? Mike's the good cop that gives us pretty things. And, and Jack Sparrow, Joe's the guy that takes all the crap for like hit registration and server stability and declining player base and toxicity. Like Joe is, is the guy who takes all the bad and Mike is the person that gets all the good. 
Even though they're the same team and they work very closely together to put out this game we love, Joe takes the crap, Mike gets the glory, right? And that's just, it's just like, that's their dynamic there. Um, but, but again, Joe has always been that positive guy, right? He's, he's in my mind, a good representation of the sea of thieves community that he fosters being the lead of this game. But it's saying it's never been in a better place. It's, it's been in a better place a couple months ago when Jack Sparrow hit the seas, it's been in a better place that it was in a better place. You know what happened after that? The sunken kingdom. When you took Jack Sparrow and all us players and you drown us in an entire update of lame, boring content. And then you kind of redeemed yourself a little bit, just a little bit though, just a little bit with season five. Again, I think season five was a very good season. It is a very good season. All the tools, no rules, but there wasn't anything new. And I know that took a lot of heat, but again, you just drown us with, with sunken kingdom. You literally put our heads under the water and held them there and said, okay, how long until they stop breathing? And then you give us season five and kind of reinvigorated us a little bit, even though you didn't give us a lot of content, you gave us things to make our own content. So I appreciate that, but you're definitely not where you were during a pirate's life. And so you're not in the best place that sea of thieves have been. You're in a good place, but there's a lot of potential and a lot of misses out there that you got to correct. And now, and now there's a lot of promises that you've made that you have to deliver on. Because if you don't, it's all for naught. You're going to drown us again like you did in Sunken Kingdom. You're going to hold our heads under the water and we're going to be screaming for air and screaming for help. And you're just going to hold our heads there. And eventually we're just going to die. So please don't bring Sunken Kingdom back. Don't do another update like Sunken Kingdom. Please. Please don't do another one like that. And I hope this season six, I'm so excited about it. And we'll talk about that in a little bit why I'm excited about it, but please don't let me down. Like when I saw the trailer for sunken kingdom, I was like, Oh, this is pretty. Oh, this is glorious. Oh, we get to go underwater. Oh, we get to fight mermaids. Oh, this, Oh, this, Oh, this. And then it was so lame. And you have me, you, you, you've got me again. You, you've got me. You're reeling me in. You're reeling in the freaking giant white fat man Megalodon right now. Right. You're, you're reeling me in. You're trying to get that rare Davram ghost, you know, accommodation. You're, you're trying. You're, I look about as pale as the ghost, except this aren't because it's colored. Like this is the, this is the other Megalodons. This is the shrouded ghost. It's the shrouded gun cannon. Yeah. Anyways, but the, you, you've got me, you've got me hooked. Please, for God's sakes, don't let me down. Do not make season six, another sunken kingdom for God's sake, please don't. I can't take it again. My heart cannot take it. I can't. I cannot. <clears throat> Joe also mentioned after this that he understands uh, what I just said. Thanks, Joe, for uh, for mentioning me and uh, and pointing out that I've been holding you guys accountable uh, for the past you know year or so on the open items in the in the, in the development quality. Thank you, Joe, for calling me out by name in the video, letting me know that you watch, letting me know that you listen, uh, letting me know that, that you hear me and that my voice is the voice of all of these players out here 
who want to be able to shoot a gun and hit something and do damage. I am the voice of all the players out here that are tired of the M1 spam and would like some quality sword play. I am the voice of the voiceless. No, that's CM Punk. I won't take that from him because he could kick my ass. Uh, but Joe said that they're going to be uh, having a Sea of Thieves official podcast coming up very soon. Um, I'm not sure when it was. I think it was on the uh, the screen in the video, uh, but I had subtitles on uh, so I could read some of the things uh, while I was listening. Um, and so I didn't miss some of the details and spelled things correctly in my notes. Um, so it may have been on the screen. I don't know, but it will be coming very soon. Uh, and he said that during that podcast, they're going to be um, addressing... Um, the things that I, I have personally handwritten notes to Joe, letting him know, Hey, we're still here. The voice is still here. Right. And he is talking to you. He is talking to you. And he said that they're going to talk about hit registration. They're going to talk about server stability. They're going to talk about, um, the amount of ships on a server. They're going to talk about players not logging in and not getting rewards. These big overarching heartburn causing player experience issues that they've continually had for the past two years, they're going to be talking about it. And I hope they give us some answers as to when we anticipate them. I don't think they're all going to be fixed, right? I don't think everything on that list, all the, the bitches that I've made, I don't think everything can be fixed, but maybe it can be better. And if it can be better, I'm happy with that. I will be so happy with that. If things are just better, if we have slightly more interactive sword play instead of just M1 spamming, if we have bullets that nine out of 10 register properly, sure that one might not. Okay. But nine out of 10, I'll take that. I'll take that any day. 90% deal. I'll take it. Interactive sword play. Me logging on and not being concerned that what I'm doing for hours is going to count. Me actually being able to log on, actually having servers with six ships or however many ships full everywhere, servers which are not laggy and dead because of how long they've been out. These are things that, are they going to ever be perfect? No. Will I continue to call them out? Yes. If they are better, will I be satisfied? I will be satisfied. I may consider, still continue to call them out. I may may still rant about them. I may still uh, write Joe love letters about, please, sir, can we have some fixes? But I'm going to at least be happier. I'm going to be more satisfied. And I think in general, the community is going to be more satisfied if these things are at least better. They don't have to be perfect, but just better. So I'm anxious to listen to that podcast I'm anxious to, to take some notes on that and go over that with you, uh, once they actually have the podcast, but, uh, stay tuned to that. And again, it'll be on the sea of thieves, uh, YouTube channel, along with the reputable podcasting apps, just like this show. Uh, so stay tuned to that. And that is the sea of thieves official podcast, which is not consistent. And Logan called me out. I just, I just want to take a moment. On our last stream, I got on a rant, like I always do, about Sea of Thieves. And I got on a rant about consistency and quality when it comes to things. And I said, you know, Rare's code, consistent and quality, kind of like their podcasting schedule. 
And Logan told me, Logan called me out and he said, well, you don't always have an episode every week. And I was like, wow, wow, Logan calling me out for not doing an episode every week when I don't get paid to do this. Rare people get paid. Rare people are getting paid to do this. I do this because it's fun. Sure, I have a Patreon out there that people could sub to if they wanted to, if they want to support the show. But I do this out of the love and passion for this. For this, They're getting salaries. They have no excuse. They have no excuse. They, I know they are a Microsoft company. They are using Office 365. Whoever is the recorder slash producer of the official see at these podcasts, get on your laptop, get on your company laptop, send out to all the people who are supposed to be on the show, send out them a good, a, a outlook invite, a meeting invite for the next two years of see if these podcasts, therefore it's already blocked off on their calendar. They have no excuse not to be there. It's blocked off. It's set in stone. That that's how you operate in a business, right? Outlook. Put it on their calendar, make sure they see it, make sure it's there, and get it out. I I have this show, recording, editing, everything, in my calendar. It just so happens that sometimes I got to do other things, and it gets, gets, you know, pushed on the back. I try not to push it on the back burner, because I know there's people out there who love to listen to the show, and I appreciate all of you very much. Our numbers have been crazy. I can't believe where we are uh, in this show, but you know, sometimes life happens and I think everyone understands that, but rare is no excuse. They're getting paid. They're getting paid to do this. I do it for, to hear myself talk for an hour. Cause damn, I have a sexy voice. You know how many times recently people have blamed, you've got a great radio voice. I know that's why I do podcasts. Because no one wants to see this mug. Unless you're watching on YouTube, then I appreciate it. But I'm sorry you have to see this mug. You're welcome. So anyways, back to... Tangents. Son of a bitch. All right. This list of notes that I have is very long. And the time is ticking. TikTok. So what are we What are we expecting to see uh, th- this year? Um... I'm going to, I'm going to go right now to the, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up on my, my screen. You can't see it because you have to look at my sexy face or listen to my sexy voice. Uh, they tweeted it. You can go to, uh, you can go to twitter.com slash sea of thieves. Uh, it's a pinned tweet right at the top and you can see their 2022 roadmap season six, seven, eight, and nine. And it breaks down the, uh, I guess high level, um, what we're going to, what we're going to see. Um, here, uh, so season six, uh, so that'll be coming up very soon, uh, launching March, 2022, um, sea forts and pirate legend content. We'll dive into that a little bit. Um, when we talk about season six and why I'm excited for it, there will be three new adventures. A mystery begins monthly Emporium content. We know that. Uh, new plunder pass, obviously, and a community day. One thing that I'm really excited to see in this 2022 calendar is there is a community day every single season. That is amazing. That 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 deserves a clap a clap in chat. If you're if you're parked, 
if you're at the gym, just start clapping um, and then point to whoever just lifted really heavily. If you're listening to this in the gym and then, you know, they'll know that you're clapping for them. Um, but just just give a clap a clap at a rare community day was it was such a good thing. And the fact that they're now doing it every season. Excellent job. Um, I, I know that's going to be a very popular feature for each uh, each season. So we'll dive into season six in a little bit. Uh, season seven, uh, new ways to play and progress. Um, three new adventures. There's going to be a trend with that, by the way. Ongoing mysteries. There's going to be a trend, by the way. Uh, monthly Emporium, New Plunder Pass, and Community Day. Sea of Thieves Season 8. Uh, this is September. Uh, expanded role play and quest types. That's exciting. I mean, it's very vague, but it's exciting. Three new adventures. See the trend? Ongoing Mystery, Monthly Emporium, New Plunder Pass, Community Day. Season nine, and this is December of this year. So December, 2022 new social options for crews. So it sounds like another potentially tools, not rules update, three new adventures, ongoing mystery, pirate emporium, plunder pass and community day. So again, very vague, very high level, um, on the, the actual roadmap that, 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 that they show. Um, but they did dive into it a little bit more into uh, in, on the video, at least for season six. Again, because season six is the thing that's about to launch, right? So it is it is getting final touches now. Season seven is getting polished right now, close to final touches, about to go into like uh, insiders. Season eight is in you know mid development. Season nine is starting development, right? Just like I I lined up um, on on my kind of where we are in the dev cycle type thing. That's kind of where we lined up, right? Heavy development currently right now, finishing up season seven, season eight is kind of, you know, start slash mid development. Season nine is, is, is starting. Right. And then season 10 is still on that whiteboard. So season six, we heard this trend throughout the year called three new adventures and mysteries. So there's going to be two roads um, through Sea of Thieves development now. Uh, and it's, it's a completely new approach uh, to their content and development, or they claim. I want to see it, right? Because Seasons was supposed to be a new approach to their development cycle, and it hasn't been. They're still doing the exact same thing. They're just breaking up the year and calling each group Seasons, but it's the same, it's the same approach that they've had for the past two and a half years, right? It's the same approach they've had. They're, it's still going through the same motions. It's just now they've blocked it off and they call it seasons. So two things that we heard consistently every season was three new adventures and a mystery continuing. So let's talk about the adventure first. So the adventures are story-driven live events. These are going to be your overarching story of Sea of Thieves. These are going to be what you are doing through live events to push the narrative of Sea of Thieves forward. What's happening to Flameheart? What's happening to the Pirate Lord? Who are the new characters that are coming in, right? We're not necessarily talking tall tales here. What we're talking about is events going on in the Sea of Thieves that are going to happen during the season in order to push the story forward. 
There are going to be cinematic lore trailers for this, which is excellent because Sea of Thieves and Rare always do amazing lore or, or cinematic trailers. And people have been asking for these for a very long time to come back. And it seems like they finally got the hint um, and they're starting to bring them back more and more. We saw the first one in a long time with a pirate's life and now we're seeing them more consistently. So I'm excited um, to see this. <clears throat> there will be a finale adventure at the end of each season. So these adventures are pushing the story forward. And at the end of each season, there will be some sort of a finale adventure to close up that chapter of the story and prepare you for the next chapter. We're basically think of the seasons like a book and each season is now going to be a chapter. So we're reading through the chapter. We end the chapter. Now we're on to the next chapter. So that's kind of how I picture these adventures. There's going to be, so a season is three months long. There's going to be one adventure per month. So three adventures in a season, a start, a middle, and a close. And each of those will last two weeks, right? So it's not going to be that we're basically doing this adventure all season long. You're going to have time to do your other stuff. You're going to have time to do your, your grinding and stuff, but it is going to be time limited of you get one adventure per month, three adventures in a season, each one lasting two weeks. So it's basically one month worth of content that they're putting in, um, spread out across three months. Okay. Here's the interesting one. So Mike Chapman has said multiple times that the direction and the story of sea of thieves has changed so many times across its development and across its years being out there because of us, the players, things that we figure out, things that we assume things that we tweet about, talk about things that we do will change the direction that the storytellers take sea of thieves. And these adventures are no different. Mike specifically called out that community choices during these adventures will drive and change the outcome of the sea of thieves story. So we, the players get to do things and make choices in the game to shape the world based on what we decide now. Sure. Sure. Any good storyteller can help direct, direct the player, direct the reader, direct the watcher in the direction that they want you to go. Certain things that cause you to feel something will help you to change your mindset on different characters, change your mind. They will direct you and guide you, even though you don't realize it, but the actions we're taking in the game are going to impact the story of sea of thieves, which is very exciting. That's extremely exciting. Now, the second thing that we had there, um, across the roadmap is mysteries and mysteries are not going to be, um, so cut and dry. So if you remember not too long ago, people were enamored, fascinated, going crazy, about runes, runes and pieces of clues all over the world. Not what runes say. 
And they were trying to decipher these runes and trying to figure out what was coming and, and they were trying to figure out what it meant and all these different things. They were trying to figure stuff out. Those are going to continue. Those type of things are going to continue. Um, and, and here's the thing. I am not a big fan of this approach to storytelling. Um, and, and for those of you who, who have no idea what it's called, it's called transmedia, right? And I'm not talking about, um, if you're in the LGBT community as, as I am, I'm not talking about transgender, okay? This term transmedia means that your game, your content transcends to different versions of media. It's called transmedia. I'm not necessarily happy with the name, but that's the name that it's given, right? So what that means is you get some of the story in the game. You get some of the story on Twitter. You get some of the story on YouTube. You get some of the story in books. You get some of the story in comic books. You may get some of the story in a TV show in the future. You may get some of the story in a movie, but you won't get all of the story in one location. And that's kind of how I read this, this mysteries is, is a transmedia approach to the story of sea of thieves. We know a book's coming out this year. We know the comic books have been rolling out. Do we know if a TV show is coming? Don't know. Possibly. We know they do the YouTube trailers and we know they do YouTube stuff. And then, and we know that we've got stuff going on in games. So we're going to have a very just diverse world of media that we're going to have to consume in order to get the complete story picture of Sea of Thieves. And this is not a knock on rare. It's something that many, many, many game companies are doing. Hell, look, uh, Riot with their um, amazing arcane um, anime. Uh, that they brought out the animated series for a league of legends, right? That's another place where they're telling stories about their characters. Right? If you look at the star Wars universe, right? You've got star Wars, the or- original saga. You've got the first three, you've got the last three, you've got clone wars, you've got rebels, you've got the solo, you've got rogue one, you have Mandalorian, you've got um, book of Boba Fett. You've got all these things that are canon. You have all the books out there, the comic books out there. You've got the video games out there. All these different things are telling you the story of Star Wars, and you have to go to all of them in order to get the complete story. This is the same thing here from what I understand based on what they described it. So these mysteries will take place in and out of the game, like the ancient runes that we saw not too long ago. The first mystery will be about solving the murder of a well-known character in Sea of Thieves. Now, this makes sense right now to me that it's the Pirate Lord, right? I've got the books. I went through the books. There is no breakdown of the true murder, to my knowledge, of the Pirate Lord. He's got three swords in his back from what we assume is a mutinous crew, right? But I believe that the, the, this first mystery, based on what they're saying here, will be the murder of the Pirate Lord. I think. If you have other ideas, tweet at me, join the Discord, join the conversation, leave a comment on the YouTube video. Let me know what you think. But I believe it's going to be the solving the murder of the Pirate Lord. Now, they didn't say that, uh, but the Pirate Lord was definitely shown a lot. 
um, in the in the video in the trailer. He was also um, the the entire season six is going to be about um, Athena's fortune. Um, I think a lot of this year is going to be about pirate legend and Athena's fortune. So it makes sense that uh, the focus is on Ramsey on the pirate Lord and how he, he did die. So we get into season six with these adventures and these mysteries. What are we going to see in the game? Like, what do we actually get to do in the game? We don't know a whole lot, but one thing we do know is we're going to have a new type of emergent event or emergent threat in the game. And it is going to be a fort. Now, not the normal skeleton forts that we see here, but more of a, um, a Spanish inspired fort like we saw in a pirate's life. And these things look absolutely fantastic. They look more like the golden age of piracy forts that we're, we're more familiar with (coughs) tall stone walls, you know, like that, uh, very much like the tower of London, um, and they started to go through the different types. The wilds will have a prison theme. Um, they, now they didn't talk about the other areas, but there's also going to be a traditional Spanish fort. Um, that's not, you know, prison theme. The prison theme is more in my mind, like the tower of London, um, go Google the tower of London, uh, and you'll see what I mean. Um, the traditional Spanish forts and then forts, which are overgrown in plants. So those will be the two different themes, uh, art style themes that we'll have there. Um, in these forts, we will be fighting phantoms. So just like we did uh, in a pirate life. Now they describe these as a mini raid experience and there's going to be six of them. Now, when they started to dive into this, I didn't view it as a mini raid experience at all. When I think raid, I think things like world of Warcraft, 40 man raid, 25 man raid, a large group of players coming together because something is extremely difficult. They have to execute some sort of mechanic and things like that. And see if thieves to be fair, does not have that kind of stuff. Not to mention it is at its heart, a PVP game. So there's not going to be a necessarily bringing 25 people together or bringing multiple ships together, doing mechanics and it's just not built into the game. And unless they pull a giant enormous chocolate bunny out of the hat that tastes delicious. It's not going to be like that. Okay. Because they talked about the forts are going to be based around the players that are there. So for example, if you go in solo, it is going to be a challenging solo experience. If you come in in a duo, it'll be a challenging duo experience from what I, from what it sounds like, is it adjusts to the amount of players doing the event or in the area of the event and adjusts to that. Um, So I don't necessarily, if I'd call it a raid or a mini raid, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like a good descriptor to me, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so it, it it sounds like it's going to be adjusted based on the number of players playing it. There are going to be phantoms and phantom captains, um, that we're going to see there. The art style is absolutely beautiful. You can see all, uh, three, um, high level design styles, um, in the video. And there's going to be six total forts, so three in each region, most likely, um, um, except the Devil's Roar. Uh, I did not see any Roar forts. Uh, I, I feel like this is going to be the Wilds, uh, Shores of Plenty, uh, and the Ancient Isles. I believe that's going to be the main focus, uh, three per. Uh, it kind of sounds like and nothing in the Devil's Roar, because no one likes to go there anyways. And 
A lot of players or a lot of people, I think they anticipated saying, where the hell did these forts come from? Well, these forts are are basically, um, and I'm sure we're going to learn more about them once we uh, get to season six and start to dive into that adventure. And that is, these are coming from the Sea of the Damned, specifically memories from the Sea of the Damned. So think again, pirate life, uh, kind of how we were in the Sea of the Damned. Think about the imagery, the forts and things like that in the Sea of the Damned. That's going to be kind of here now. Um, and again, they're going to be set up. Uh, they were talking about choke points, players, you know, running from hordes of mobs and finding a choke point where they could stand their ground and fight. So it does sound like it's going to be kind of overwhelming a lot of dudes. And it sounds like you're going to have to kind of start to plan um, your, your way of assaulting these different forts. Obviously each one's probably going, I would hope would have a different layout. So you're going to have to learn what strategy to use on each one in order to make sure that you're maximizing and being able to complete it. Obviously there's treasure at the end that you want. Um, on, aside from the forts, we are going to see new pirate legend voyages. Uh, so again, I think season, uh, six and, and most of this year is going to be focused on the pirate legend. I know there's rumors that they're going to increase the Athena fortune reputation again. So I, I haven't seen anything like that yet. I haven't heard anything, but then again, I have been traveling. So I have been a little bit out of touch. Um, but again, new pirate legend voyages, um, there's a, there's a video of some of these too. And I'm really excited about this because if you remember tall tale one, not pirates life one, but the, the tall tales, the original tall tale series, the shroud breaker, the shroud breaker and a few tall tales after that, you're trying to reassemble it, right? You find the shroud breaker, then you have to find the gems for the shroud breaker. Then it lights up and you can go to the shores of gold. In the video, when they're talking about the new pirate legend voyages, there's a mask looking thing, almost like another little shroud breaker style statue, but it looks a little different. And you've got a gem in your hand that you're putting in there. So it looks like they're maybe revisiting the same style of effects and same style of quest of like the shroud breaker where you're reassembling some sort of relic, what it's for, who knows? Uh, hopefully we'll find out, but also um, there's an image of the pirate Lord himself being on your ship, like Jack Sparrow in the pirate's life. He's on your ship. He's firing the cannons. There is a, a brief section of the video where the pirate Lord himself is on your ship, which is really cool and exciting. And I like that they're expanding more on what they did in a pirate's life where it feels like the story, like you're a part of the story, but the characters in the story are, are just in their little zones, right? You know, the gold hoarders on the shores of gold. Well, not in a pirate's life, but he's on the shores of gold. He's out on tribute peak. Briggsy's on her Island. Gray Mare is on her, uh, his Island. You know, the quest givers are on their Island on their outpost. And, and it wasn't until a pirate's life with Jack coming on your ship and things like that, that it really felt like the, the characters of the story that you're playing are actually there with you. And it feels like that positive, uh, that, that positive, uh, if I can say the word, that positive feedback from a pirate's life seems like it's going to, um, kind of shape how they're, how they're developing in the future, which is a good thing because pirate's life was really good. Um, so it looks like the pirate Lord's going to come on our ship, which is very exciting because, you know, he's probably tired of sitting on his ass in that, uh, in that tavern. So, 
Um, so the other thing that we're going to uh, see is underwater shipwreck graveyards, uh, which looks kind of cool. Um, and again, they did mention that 2022 will be a main focus around pirate legend. For a long time, Athena's fortune has need reworked. It needs revamped. It needs updated. It needs more stuff. Getting pirate legend for a lot of people is a huge accomplishment. It's, it absolutely is. Even though some people have played this game for a long time and can knock out pirate legend real quick, for a lot of players that are just now starting or have just started in the last year, Getting Pirate Legend is a huge achievement for them, and it's, it shouldn't be downplayed, right? That That is hu a huge achievement. Well, now, for us Pirate Legends who have been Pirate Legends for a long time, we've done Athena quests. We've done Devil's Roar Athena quests. We've done everything that there is to offer, and we've done it again and again and again and again. <clears throat> so it's time for Athena's Fortune to finally get a rework, like the Gold Hoarders, Order of Souls, and Merchant did. Uh, in this last year with the vaults, uh, the ghost fleets, um, and the, um, uh, the trade routes and stuff like that, that the merchants got. So it's time for Athena's fortune, uh, to get their due. Um, and, and, and I hope that it's really cool. I, I hope that it's a lot of fun. Um, but this is something that the game has needed for a while. It's something that I've mentioned that has definitely been needed. Um, so I'm glad to, to see them doing something. Though we don't know anything except we're getting new voyages, um, I'm excited to see what they do. And I'm Because, I, I mean, vaults were fun when they first came out, right? The ghost fleets were, were fun when they first came out. The, the sunken uh, ships... Uh, with the manifest were fun when they first came out, right? So I'm anxious to see what they do uh, to really bring some life to Athena's fortune and and, and specifically to the pirate legends um, and what they can do now. So that that's exciting. Um, so all you pirate legends out there, get excited, get, get hyped, get pumped, get ready for season six and 2022. Um, so what was kind of the... QQ I'm sad moment of this. And it was actually really interesting. Sea of Thieves has always been great with uh, music, uh, making you feel a certain way based on what you're doing with the music. And they talked about the music um, with the forts and stuff coming up. Um, <clears throat> but something that was kind of sad and they, they womp, 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 you know, kind of thing. Not, not actually that, because that's just comical. But they put some really sad music in there because a feature of the game that a lot of people love, um, a feature of the game that has, um, you know, a lot of competitive communities, including the NAL, um, is Arena. Uh, there's a lot of players out there who love Arena. And, and last year they announced that they were going to stop developing Arena. Uh, they were still putting support into Arena, but stopping development of Arena. And now they have announced at the start of Season 6 that Arena, the game mode, will be removed from Sea of Thieves. And this was, this was kind of painful, I think, for a lot of players to hear because a lot of players do like Arena. Uh, even though Arena has kind of turned into a ghost town, has kind of turned into a tedium uh, spam fest, et cetera, et cetera, it is going to go away. Um, because ultimately, the, the, the data that Joe Neat provided us, which was only 2% of the player base play Arena. Only 2%. So having resources um, at rare to support and maintain arena in its current state for 2% of the players, it's just not economical. And I agree. I agree. It sucks because it is a game mode that I enjoyed playing once in a while. It is a game mode that I haven't completed and probably will not have time to finish. I think I need just around a hundred uh, wins um, in order to get my, my, 
my pirate legend uh, weapons. I might try to get it, but I'm super busy the rest of this month. So there is a good chance that I won't get it. Um, but I know for a lot of players and I know for the competitive scene of the NAL and things like this, this was a, this was a heartbreaker. <clears throat> this was a really painful um, um, thing for them to, to have to hear, but it just makes sense. 98% of your players are playing adventure. You need to have a hundred percent of your resources working on adventure in order to make that the best experience possible. There are so many issues, obviously, that we all complain about and that hopefully in the Sea of Thieves official podcast, they will go into details on how they think to address these, but you can't have less than a hundred percent effort in adventure when that's where 98% of your players are. So I think it's the the right decision on rare. I know it gives a lot of players heartburn. I know I was sad to hear it. I was kind of a little irritated, but when I sat back and I thought about it, I'm like, this is the right decision based on numbers. And I am a very numbers driven person, uh, in my, in my job. So I understand it. I get it. Sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Um, and that's just how it is. So, so arena will be going away. So if you haven't played for a while or, or you're playing and you didn't know about this, hop into arena. If you still need to get some accommodations unlocked, you have until the beginning of season six in order to get those knocked out. But after that arena will be closing forever. Finally, finally, we know what the first adventure is for season six. We got all this lead up. We got the roadmap. We got them talking about adventures and mysteries, and they closed out the video with the cinematic trailer for season six shrouded Isles. right? Shrouded Island, I guess is what it is. Shrouded Isles, shrouded Island. I'm not sure which, but that is going to be the first adventure for season six. And this adventure is going to be focused around Flameheart versus the pirate Lord. So that's very exciting. Um, and one thing that's going to excite many of you, it's not going to excite me because he's like one of my favorite characters. Flameheart is gone. The big red head in the sky has retreated from the sea of thieves for now. He has left to do what? That's what we're going to find out. But the first thing that he is doing on his way out is a glowing mist has covered golden sands. All the inhabitants, including Wanda, not Wanda, but Wanda, not Wanda with an A, but Wanda with an O Wanda, not Wanda. Make sure you have the Wanda's correct because if you pick the wrong Wanda, you're going to be really upset about the other Wanda. Okay. So as long as we're clear on Wanda now, not Wanda, but Wanda. So a glowing mist has covered golden sands and left it in ruin. They had pictures of golden sands of what it looks like um, for season six, uh, um, shrouded island, and it's in ruin. It is destroyed, and it's got this eerie green mist everywhere. And there's other islands across the Sea of Thieves which will also have this mist. Um, and there will be phantoms, including a new mob, which is the soul flame captain. It'll be a phantom captain dressed in the soul flame attire, right? The costume that we can wear. Um, it'll be a phantom version of that. Um, they, they look slightly more challenging, um, than a normal phantom. We'll see what they're like. Um, but all this green mist area will be focused around phantom fighting. But the big thing is Flameheart is gone. Golden sands is, is in ruin and abandoned. And we have to figure out why and what is causing it. And a new character is introduced. A character that 
many people knew about, many people have heard about, many people have wanted, and a tale that's as old as time. Beauty and the Beast. No, no, Disney is not coming in that way. But yes, Belle has finally came to the Sea of Thieves. Our wonderful undead Belle is here. Uh, she interrupts the pirate lord. You're you're sitting kind of as a as an attendee in the tavern of the damned, and Ramsey is addressing everyone and talking about um, how we are under threat by Flameheart, and we have to rise up. And Bell inter- interrupts him and basically tells the old man to sit down, and she will handle it. So Bell is the new character uh, that we've known about, but has has never seen. Amazing voiceover, uh, voiceover work for her. Amazing character art that they have for her. She has the uh, the ferryman symbol around her neck. Uh, she's got the you know almost like the pirate legend uh, glowing eyes, a barnacle hat, just absolutely outstanding uh, art design on her character, and the voice actress brought her to life. So we'll be working with Lorena and Belle to figure out what the hell's going on with this green mist. Where did Flameheart go, and how are we going to rise up to battle him? But one thing we know: Golden Sands has been changed, at least for now, forever, and it's in ruin. And we don't know where Wanda is. Not Wanda, but Wanda. You know, the Wanda, not Wanda. You know which one I'm talking about. Wanda. You know Wanda. Guys, take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio. And I hope you truly are excited for season six in 2022. It's going to be big. It's going to be big.